Is it the hardest job in the FBS? It's the ULM Warhawks on Locked on Sunbelt. You are Locked on Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. May or may not have a chance to tell you thank you so much. I mean, again, like 50 subscribers uh, yesterday. We were going to set a record for audio downloads. You guys are the best. I think we can get to 600 subscriptions before kickoff on Saturday. And I'm going by kickoff by the Raging Cajuns kickoff. That's the game I'm going to. So 6.30. And... A thousand subscriptions by Halloween. That's that's the goal. That's what we're going to try to do. You guys eclipse the 500 by when we wanted to do it. And I think you're going to do this. I really do appreciate it. All right. Special guest today. Uh, we have the head coach of the ULM Warhawks, Terry Bowden, hopping on the show. Uh, and we talk about the quarterback battle. Not really a quarterback battle in Jaya Wright. He, him and Chandler Rogers were 1A and 1B last year. And Jaya got hurt. So it's Jaya's job. Uh, this year, how that has gone. Who else is back offensively? Uh, we talk about it if it's the hardest job in uh, FBS football. We talk about the new AD, John Hartwell. We go into the defense. Uh, and then we, you know, we wrap up with how do you prepare for Army? They've been playing one way forever. Now they're supposedly not going to play that way. How do you prepare for somebody you have no idea what they're going to do? I'm looking forward to this conversation. He is the head coach of the ULM Warhawks. He is Terry Bowden. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. So thrilled and honored to have the head coach of the ULM Warhawks, Terry Bowden, on uh, the show. Coach, let's get right into it. We yeah. got two weeks done with camp, two weeks to go. How has it gone so far? Been been good. Well, you know, you, uh, you always worry about injuries to key players in preseason. You know, you've got to, you, you have a little bit more time this year. I think we did anyway, of, of to get ready for the first game. So you want to do as much you can. And you just got to cross your fingers that you don't get key people hurt. And so in that regard, we've been pretty fortunate with that regard. The extreme heat we've had is it's it's been – we've made it through most of it. And when you look back, it's going to be beneficial to us if we play in humidity. We open with Army, and it's going to be humid. Uh, so we were able to get through it. So that could have been a, a problem, but, but I think with, with – Knowing hydration and the things that you got to do, uh, we were able to get through that as well. So I, I'm really pleased. And now we're going to get down to probably some scout teams and getting a little bit of extra week and a half against Army. Are you guys using the analytics and all the data for the trainers, knowing when, all right, these guys, and I was surprised to hear it, yeah. at least from the Cajuns, they said, you know, the wide receivers are running like three, four, five miles. And you can see early on in the next day's camp, they're not running as fast. Maybe we dial down their reps and move some other guys up because, like you said, I mean, you can only do so much about the heat, right? The guys yeah. are going to go all out as much as they can. But, you know, when they're pushing too hard and they don't have right. enough, it kind of ruins the practice. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a slippery slope. I mean, one, right. the, the health, safety, welfare of the players always has to be primary. So we check weights every day before practice, every day after. We look at their beginning to a day, a preseason weight, uh, their daily preseason weight hydration, all those things we watch closely. But there's also the fact that I don't want my boys to feel good today. I want them to feel good the first Saturday. And I tell my players, 
It's right. not your job. It's not my job to make you feel great. Your job is to go out there on dead legs, tired legs, whatever. Go play as hard as you can. It's my job as a coach is to have you ready to play full speed on the Saturday that we open the season. Uh, that being said, you've got to be cautious. But uh, this is the. It's been forty years since I had my first head coaching job in college, nineteen eighty three. Right. So I've done this a long time. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know how we did some of the things we did thirty years ago. We're, we're much safer. We're much more cognizant of the of the of the. Uh, difficulties of, of hydration and weight and analytics. Uh, but th there's something old school about me that says, man, we've got, we, we got to, we got to pay a little bit of a price of this weather. And we're kind of through that now. Well, the, and that, that I was talking individually, but you're talking as a group and I've, I've known coaches that, you know, they try to get their team ready, try to get their team ready. Cause maybe they're playing up in competition and all of a right. sudden they realize we don't have any legs. Uh, even coach Dez says it's a fine right. line between being ready it and is. being rested. And you're already talking about, we can be dead legs this week. We just can't be dead leg in two weeks. Well, right, and we're and you, we've got a, an extra week really of preseason a little bit because we start on the second or third of, of, of September. And so right now, about Wednesday, we'll start say, okay, look, we got we got a game week with two or three extra days. And so that'll do it. And and you mentioned receivers; they run more than anybody. You know, it's yeah. I tell my coaches, we better deep balls and takeoffs. We better get that timing down to summer. Because we don't have we we can't run them dead legged completely in preseason trying to learn how to throw a ball deep and hit it on time. It's those are several things you've got to have done in the summer so you don't wear your your, your receivers out during the preseason. We're talking with ULM head coach Terry Bowden. All right, let's talk about last season. You know, ULM was heading in the right direction. You had a win over the Cajuns. You hung mm -hmm. with Coastal Carolina. You hung with South Alabama. You mm -hmm. took down Texas State and Georgia State. It looked like you were heading in the right direction, and then Chandler Rogers decides to go home. Yeah. So let's let's skip that part and just go right to the you got Jaya right, right? You're going you're going with him. And how much of a how much easier is it for somebody like you said, coaching 40 years? That's one thing I don't have to worry about. As long as he proves what we've seen before, he's the guy we can move forward with him, yeah. and that helps out round out the whole team, if if not just at least the offense. Well, Jaya was it was it was always quarterback A and B last year. Then he then he cracked a rib the first game and really was out of the picture for so long. We never got back to Jaya, right? But he is, you know, he's done a great job of persevering and staying with it. You know, I use two quarterbacks as an example for him: the quarterback at Georgia and the quarterback at Tennessee. Georgia's quarterback for six years in college, the first four he got beat out by somebody. It's beat out every year at, at, at Georgia by somebody, even though he went to a junior college and came back. Uh, and, but he had it. But he, even the year that he won the championship, the first time he got beat out at the beginning of the season and replaced. He did, him. yeah, he did. And, and the poor guy at Tennessee, he he backed up four straight years at, at at Virginia Tech, and then came in and got beat out at at um, uh, Tennessee the first year. Then that guy got hurt, and he, and he took him to two great seasons. So that in that light, I've said, Jaya, you paid your dues, you 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 spent your time, uh, and it's time for you to do good. But but Hunter Harry, who came to us from Lafayette. Uh, who, who was at? Uh, he's done a great job as a backup. But he's six four and a half, two fifteen, and uh, I think he's going to be a fine, fine quarterback for us too. How has Jaya? Uh, I want to say improved, but progressed is the right word. How has he well, progressed I, during camp? Well, you know, I, I think quarterbacks respond when they are the number one guy, and you and they know that they respond as a quarterback should respond. He's been very well there. He's probably got a little stronger arm than Chandler. He probably got a little better running skills than Chandler, but he's Chandler was just a, a little bit more poised, just relaxed in the pocket. Uh, Jai is going to try to make a play, but he re he really is uh, has done well to, to uh, we, you know, we're going to try to run that football. Jai is a pretty good running quarterback and make sure we establish that run. 
Uh, and then we've got Ty Howell out wide and, and, and some other guys that can play pretty well out wide that we want to get the ball to. But we got to play. We got to play with our quarterbacks being get, being really good runners as well as the quarterback can throw the football. We're talking to Terry Bowden, head coach of uh, the ULM Warhawks mm-hmm. on Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. All right, I asked you this. I didn't ask it in this yeah. uh, Sunbelt Media Days. I asked you two Sunbelt Media Days ago, do these players even know who you are? Do they know what the Bowden name <laughs> is? These kids are so young, Coach. Their parents may not know who you are. They, my, do you my realize parents, who they're dealing with? My players weren't even born. I mean, I have two careers. I was I was a head coach in college for 15 years. Then I worked at ABC in New York for 10. Right. And I've had 13 years after that. And so they don't even know who I was in those first fifteen, and I don't. Uh, I, I they, they don't know who shoot, they don't know who Bo Jackson is. They don't know who you know a lot of the guys that we grew up knowing. You can't use those right. guys as an example. No, I think I think the best thing that that I, that I can do is I've, I've not just been a head coach at Auburn, but I've been a head coach at Salem College with twelve hundred students. North mm-hmm. Alabama when I came back into football to be two. Uh, Akron had about the same history as as a ULM of, of always being at the bottom of the conference when they moved up to one, you know, Akron was a, a national run up at one double A in, in the late eighties. Then they, they never could find any success at one A. And so I've had a good bit of experience in t- dealing with teams that have had to overcome a sluggish uh, move to division one. And so I'm, I'm excited about it. And, and last year, Although the record didn't change, we 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 played so many of the better teams in our conference up close. We played we played very very well, and usually it was the second half we couldn't hang. We didn't have enough players, but we were ahead of even Army. We were ahead at halftime as well as South Alabama, Troy. We were close, uh, tied up in the fourth quarter at Southern, Southern Miss. Uh, we 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 yeah. You know, you, there's an old saying that when you build a program from scratch, you're gonna lose big, then lose close, then win close, then win then win big. And we're in that win close, lose close level. So we've got to we've got to find a way. We have a motto this year: it's time. You know why? Why? Why are we going to win the year? Well, not, well, not because we're necessarily better than everybody else, but it's just time for ULM to win. Let's, no excuses. Don't worry about what you haven't got. Let's just go out there and say, you know what? It's just time for us to make something happen. And that's kind of our slogan this year for our players. Let's take a time out. When we come back, we'll continue more of our conversation with ULM head coach. Terry Bowden, is ULM the toughest job in FBS? And we get more into position battles, what went on in camp on the offensive side of the ball. Tonight's episode of Lockdown Sunbelt is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockdownCollege today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockdownCollege. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Let's get back to it with the head coach of the ULM Warhawks, Terry Bowden, if ULM is the toughest job in FBS football. 
Well, you, I mean, ULM, you know, flat out may be the most difficult job in Division One football and FBS football. Now you seem to have an AD, John Hartwell, really enthusiastic guy from Utah State, wants to be there, reaching out to new people. And it, it feels like, you know, usually when a new AD gets in there, the football coach is a little nervous. I don't get that this time. I think he's very happy that he does not have to worry about Terry Bowden. Yeah, John. John's done a good job. Again, I, 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 one guy that's been doing this business a little longer than John is me. Uh, but and you know, but the, but the reality is, when you're my age, they all everybody's looking. Is this guy still hungry? Is he still got that fire in his belly? And I right. think having away at ABC for ten years, uh, you know, I, I, whatever it is, I get up off early every morning, excited about coaching football. And John's going to be a great help to us as we build this program. I really came to ULM as, as, a, as a last job. I really said, you know what, I'm not looking for another job. I don't have a resume, but I will not be satisfied. My 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 thirst for success will not be fulfilled unless we leave this program uh, as a winning program. And so that's kind of, that, that's been my point, and we are closer to that than we were when we got here. We're talking with Terry Bowden, ULM head coach, locked on some about your team every day. Or we talked about the quarterback. What were uh-huh. some other position battles on the offensive side of the ball in camp? Well, I think we've had a, a, a wide receiver. We lost some players besides Tal Howell. Who's going to be on the other edge? Darian Wiley has done a great job there uh, as far as uh, his his establishing himself as the number one guy. Now, the running back battle has been fun. Hunter, Hunter Smith, who was kind of the third or fourth guy last year, he's now he's now just a sophomore. Uh, but he's he's fought his way into that tailback position along with Isaiah Willard from Ole Miss, uh, Thad Franklin from from Miami, uh, as well as Bennett Galloway. We have four four running backs that all have some some major uh, skills at what they do. I think that's the battle. Offensive line, it's it's experience. We have we have competition. We have uh, we have about twelve on scholarship now, as opposed to just eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And when you got twelve on scholarship, you've got competition. Uh, you want to end up with eight, you know, three tackles, three guards, and two centers. If you can end up with that, you're going to have a pretty good offensive line if injuries were to hit you. But I feel the competition there on offense, I think that's the key. Which running back shows up the most, I'm not quite sure, but I like what they all do uh, in that regard as well. Well, how do you see the Sun Belt? Because I see it as, as yeah. you know, you got to put up some points. You know, the yeah. Troys and the Marshalls are very rare with their kind of defense. It's more about what Coastal was doing, uh, what the Cajuns used to do, um, what uh, Texas State and ODU want to do, what South right. Alabama does now, you got to put up some points. It's nice to be able to win when your defense only gives up, you know, 10 points. That's much right. easier. Uh, but at the same time, it, it's tough to win when you're, when you're only scoring three touchdowns a game. Well, like I can say that that's that's the reality. I'm 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 old school enough to know you win with defense. They're, they're there every day. They keep you in ball games. If you've got a great defense, you got a chance to win. But in today's right. game, in today's game, I don't care what level you are, your offense has to be as productive as the defense is at stopping people from being productive. And that's one of those things that we want to do now with Vic Coning here and his experience in the Sun Belt, as well as a coordinator, defensive coordinator around the country. He was my brother's coordinator at Clemson for a good long while. He's had great success in the conference twice when he was at Troy. Uh, I think he's, he's in his second year here, he was able to go out and get some transfers that fit his style. Uh, so yes, I think I think defense is still the key, but by gosh, who you better score points on offense because you cannot compete in today's world. And the Sun Belt, to me, the Sun Belt uh, imitates the the Southeastern Conference so much in the commitment to their sport and facilities and the passion that the fans have. And if you look at Georgia, Alabama, or any of the best teams in the Sun Belt, including Tennessee, those teams score points. And so I, you're very right about that. You can't just sit back 
now my hat's off to Troy. How can you not be amazed sure. at what they did and the great right. job they did? They deserve all the credit, but they went out and beat people 10 to nine and 13 to six and did a great job of saying, Hey, that's the old school football isn't over yet. But again, I imagine they're probably saying, yeah, let's try to get a little offense to, to, to as well as, as well as ULM. All right. So let's flip uh, the side of the uh, ball. What are we looking at up front on the defensive line? Well, I'm really, we're going to be a little quicker on defensive line, probably not as big, but we added Aiden Huntington from Kent State. He's been an incredible surprise for us. We brought him down for the Sunbelt Media Days, uh, about 285, but he can run and he can, and he can, and he can make plays. I think he's a big, he's a big extra guy there. Kennard Snyder at the other side is, is awful good as well. We've got a, we've got a very, very athletic defense. I said, what's going to be different about this defense is I look at it and play against it in the spring and preseason. They're longer, they're faster, they're a little more athletic. And I think that's what that's what Vic Coning has done a great job of bringing people that fit his style. There's lots of outside linebackers, strong safeties, rovers, guys that are hybrid safety linebackers. I think you can't have enough of those type of guys, 200 pounds to 215, that can be hybrid safety, outside linebacker, bandit, rover, whatever you call all those people that have to run uh, and, and play different positions. I think that's where he's kind of solidified this team uh, from a top from top to bottom on defense. So does he play a more aggressive style defense? Like we may get beat once in a while deep, but we're going to make you force you to make a play or is it like a bend don't break? Like you're going to, yeah. you know, get a, get a, you know, five yard penalty somewhere. You're going to get a hold. We'll get a sack, you know, mm -hmm. see if you can put 10 to 12 play drives together. And a lot of people don't think they can on, on a regular basis. Well, you can't on a regular basis. You can't do it hardly anymore. But but I think diversity, being diverse in, in his approach to the game, giving you multiple looks. Uh, I think he wants to be, be able to give you a lot of pressure without leaving people in, a, in an unsafe position. You know, playing zero coverage and things like that. I don't think that's his style. But what he'll do is he'll come, he'll come and attack you uh, with different people from different positions, and I think that's very important. Uh, and his ability to do that in his three four three five defense. You know, I, <laughs> Pete Jenkins used to work for me when I was at Auburn. You know, Pete Jenkins, the mm. great line coach. And, and sure. I'd say, Pete, what kind of defense are we running over there at Auburn? He'd say, oh, I'd say, what's three and four, Terry? I said, seven. What's five and two? I say, seven. We're going to play a seven-man front. Somehow we're going to play. So Vic, right. Vic's going to find a way of playing a seven-man front a lot of different ways to give you heat up there, uh, but try to be safe on the deep ball. So I always wonder this. I don't, you know, maybe too smart for my own good. You're you're rocking and rolling offensively in the first half, but you know in the second half they're going to make adjustments. Do you right. wait for them to make adjustments? Do you wait for them to stop you or say we're going to do something else because all those adjustments aren't going to work? We're just going to do something completely different. How do you handle that? Well, I think I think a a, a, a rule that I've always had is I don't want us to come out with the same three plays the second half I had the first place because that's what oh. they're looking for the same old thing. But but I, but again, you do, you do what you're good at. I mean, you, you can do the same fifth, eight, nine plays, just mix it up so they get a different one on first, a different one on second, a different one on third. So I think it's the way you call plays more than that many plays that you have. I've always said if you only had seven plays, three runs and four passes, but you would run any one of those seven on first down and any one of those seven on fourth and inches, you'd have a pretty good offense. So the key is to, is to be able to run everything against every situation. Uh, and that's what I think you have to do. But def defensively, I think they, uh, the defense has to be able to react to a lot of different things. And I think I think the hybrid players are critical in today's game uh, in what we're seeing uh, game week and game in and game out. Okay, let's take a timeout. When we come back, we'll wrap things up with the head coach, Terry Bowden. He talks about his last line of defense, who is on the back end playing Army. And we don't know if Army's playing a whole new offense. And what about facing his old buddy, Jimbo Fisher, 
as ULM takes on the Aggies in game three of the season. So looking forward to this. It is time for FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right. I uh, saw today, or yesterday as the case may be, uh, LSU just nine and a half. Oh, no. It was the Saints nine and a half. Love the Saints over. <laughs> Love the Saints over. Could bet them to win the Super Bowl. I mean, a little bit of a long shot, if you ask me, in terms of, you know, title contenders. But uh, I'm loving the Saints nine and a half. I think they're going to win. I think staying healthy. Got to go with that. I think they're going to win 11 or 12 ball games. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Let's wrap things up with the head coach of the ULM Warhawks, Terry Bowden, talking about his last line of defense and previewing a little bit against Army and Texas A&M. All right, so let, we're talking with Terry Bowden, ULM Warhawks head coach. A couple more questions for you. Really appreciate your time. Uh, let's talk about the back end. Who is on the uh, the back end of the, the Warhawks defense? Well, we've got a couple of uh, Simeon Hines at one safety and A.J. Watts at the other safety. A.J. Simeon was here last year, kind of came to his own late. Uh, we struggled last year, so we've got there too. A.J. Watts set out of here. He came from Akron. He sat out of here, and there's an outstanding talent back there. They kind of hold it down. We've got some real good corners. I think we've got four of them that have played uh, at the cornerback position. They're kind of they're kind of back in too, although they'll play a lot tighter as you see with corners play. Uh, but you got a really good bit there with a uh, Biggers and Mayberry on one side, Godsey and, and Tillery on the other side. You got guys that have played a lot of football that have their skill set. And so I think you've got you, you, we've got a little better depth and talent level back there. Uh, but I, but again, I, we're we're big on not giving up the big play. To me, turnovers and big plays are the things that make make a good team great or a bad team worse. And so you want to avoid giving up big plays, one play drives you can't have, uh, and and on defensive side not getting turnovers. We didn't we we hardly we may be last in the nation last year in turnover and in, in causing turnovers. And a lot of that has to do with you don't have guys that can run fast and get to the ball. If you got seven or eight guys around the ball, you're gonna get your you're gonna get your turnovers. Uh, but that's been a key emphasis for us. We've got to create turnovers uh, and don't give up the big play. All right, quickly, let's talk about the, the schedule coming up. You got Army to begin the season, right? I mean, how do you how do you prepare for an offense that you don't know what you're going to see, right? Army's always run the triple option, but yeah. they're giving that up. <laughs> well, I don't know what you know. The bad, you're right. We don't know what we're going to see. We we know they they've said they're going to be in a shotgun. I don't know that, that you can run the triple option out of a shotgun. I can't see that any of the academies totally going away from a a, a, a wishbone type running attack. But but I but but we're getting ready for exactly what we think they're going to do, and uh, I guess it's going to be a case: are we going to be ready for what we think they're going to do, or they're going to be able to execute what they're going to do differently? And I think that's going to be right. something uh, that uh, that we'll be as prepared as we can be for. We won't know what they're going to run, and they're not going to know what we're going to play against it. But I, but we're going to do our homework and try to do the best job we can uh, of figuring that out. But I'm I'm not totally convinced that you're going to run. You're not going to run the ball a lot, even in a shotgun. There, there's a lot of teams that run a pretty good multiple option game out of right. a shotgun. 
And then to wrap things up, you got A&M a couple of weeks yeah. later. Uh, you know, after what happened to them last year with App State, I'm not sure they're going to be sleeping on ULM out of the Sun Belt this season, Coach. John uh, Clark ruined it for you. <laughs> well, considering the Jimbo Fisher, you know, back in 1983, he's the first quarterback I ever signed out of high school. He was my wow. starting quarterback for three years. He was my quarterback coach for 11. So I don't think Jimbo's going to give me any slack. Damian Craig was my quarterback at Auburn. He's their wide receiver coach. I don't think I get any slack from them. And after at Texas A&M, you know, that we're going to go into a hostile environment there. But you know what? When you're at a, at a, at a group of five program and you play a couple of money games on the road, we play Ole Miss, we play Texas A&M last year, Texas and Alabama. You got to go out there and just shoot from the hip and have a great time playing because those teams should have more people than you got. And so the key is to go out there and play a great game. Sometimes it happens. I, uh, you, you get you upset one of those teams that you're not supposed to. And, it, sometimes every dozen years or so, but I know at uh, at uh, at Akron we beat Pitt at Pitt and we beat mm. uh, Northwestern the year they played in the Big Ten championship. Uh, but both those were upsets. You need turnovers. I'm not going to get too hung up on A&M or Ole Miss because those are those are those are games that are just a great opportunity for us to pay some bills and go out there and those kids do something that that, that they will remember for the rest of their lives and have a big sure. upset. Well, I mean, Marshall did it, App State did it, and, and Georgia Southern did it all on the same day last year. Right. So you just never know. He's Terry Bowden. Uh, he is the head coach of the ULM Warhawks. Uh, really appreciate your time, Coach. Thank you so much. We'll see you when you come down to Lafayette to take on the Cajuns. Uh, best of luck this season. Thanks again. Thanks, Dave. Take care.